0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Oh, sugar, Zach Wilson. A lot of talk about the Jets quarterback Yay! here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson back from vacation. Freddie coming in for the boys today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6XM Channel 80, as well Man. as tuning in. If you can Woo. see Key getting his groove on right now. If you only you knew. Do a thing.
1: You only knew on my birthday night. They was oh playing Lord. that in the in the spot we was at. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we was
0: turned up. <laughs> oh God! Look, look, looking in your face now, you take me back that I wasn't there. I'm getting all, I'm getting all the intel I need right now. <laughs> He's got his arms up.
1: <laughs> oh, doing... no, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> fun
0: you, you should turn fifty again next year.
1: Just have a lot, kind of, a lot of
0: tequila. That's all I can tell you. Oof! Spent many a long night at the bottom of those bottles, man. No, nah, oh, nah, and you. and the
1: thing is, is I um. I gave. Uh, I, I had a drink, a signature drink. It was a. Uh, oh yeah. It was a. It was called detox. Basically. Okay. Did and you need detox after having detox? No. Nah, what it is, it was green juice. Okay. Like a green juice. You're right. With tequila, mixed okay. with tequila. Ooh. Okay. And back to life. It, <laughs> hey, it, it creeps a up, and, oh, and
0: get the debts some life.
1: <laughs> the problem the problem with it is you you mess around, and you're just drinking it and you're thinking it's a green juice. You think right. you're tasting the apple and the yeah. grapefruit and in yeah. one and a half in Mm-mm. you start yeah it's different. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It, it had me <laughs> it had me getting out the pool Mm-mm. with some help. That's all I can tell
0: you. I've had way too many nights Oh, it tastes just like Kool-Aid. Famous last words. You know how many times I've heard that in my life? Famous last words when it comes to that. By the way, you can weigh in anytime you want. Hit us up at 888-ESPN, 729 Well, Jets fans are looking for that green juice when it comes to their quarterback, Zach Wilson, to be better in year two than he was in year one. And Robert Salada, the Jets head coach, when he was on D.P. and and Rothenberg, he says this guy has grown in a short amount of time.
1: He's gonna be better uh, we already see it um, the 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 command he has of the uh, of the huddle the the understanding of the playbook his demeanor in meetings his, his the way he goes about his business on the practice field the questions he asks the things he that the way he reacts to, to mistakes and and positive moments for that matter um, you know his release times are getting better he he, he looks. He looks like he's getting a lot better, and he is. And um, and we're just excited for him to get out and to, to to play different people. We get the chance to play Atlanta, Philadelphia, uh, practice against Atlanta and, and the uh, Giants, of course. And uh, just really looking forward to him getting those opportunities and uh, and and to continue with his growth. Yeah, that's good. It's good that he continues to grow. It's good that they get an opportunity to see him in practice, and he they think he's getting better. His study habits and command of the huddle is better. Mm-hmm. All those sort of things are good. Doesn't matter to the real stuff starts to go down in September. Yep. And that's what we're going to have to judge him on. Um, it, it, he has an incomplete based on a season ago. It's it's incomplete. We can't really get a gauge for what Zach Wilson is truly going to be. But if, if what they are saying is true and he continues to grow, mm-hmm. With the pieces that they've put around him, the New York Jets are not going to be far away from being a competitive team within the division at some point in time. Um, but, you know, he's a coach. So he's, what else What is he going to say? Else he's he's going to say, say all the positive things. Right. I like to hear from people that's not coaches that are there in the building that don't rely on coaching staffs but are actually really paying attention to it and can tell me what it's really like. Because that's where I kind of get my understanding for what Zach Wilson could be in the future is talking to people that's not on coaching staffs.
0: They have really ratcheted up the pressure on Zach Wilson to succeed in year two by the fact that they brought in Corey Davis, (laughs) drafted Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall at running back, the kid who I think is going to be tremendous out of Iowa State, and also George Fant not playing left tackle at Lakin Tomlinson. They have told, well Corey
1: Davis. Remember, Corey Davis was there a year ago. Right. Well, they no, went out and got Garrett. Um, Garrett
0: Wilson. Yes, exactly. Garrett Wilson, and it was uh, the tight end. I'm sorry, that's the one they brought in to help out. Garrett, the help out their quarterback Zach Wilson. They have told Zach Wilson, "We believe in you, but if you can't make this work, even though it's only year two, if you're making the same kind of mistakes you did in year one with better talent, then I'm not going to say Keyshawn. The Jets going to have buyer's remorse when it comes to drafting with the second pick in the draft." but there are going to be even more questions going into year three when it comes to Zach Wilson because the Jets have told them, Joe Doug's the general manager told them, look, we said we believe in you. Here's how we believe in you. We brought in these guys. We drafted these guys. We got a better offensive line. We got a running back. We got guys that can help you make plays. Go out there and get them the football and don't throw bounce passes at their feet like your audition to be the New York Knicks point guard.
1: Well, I think, I think in year two, you got to kind of see what he is see what it's all about. I think they are a young team all the way around. And when you're a young team, you're not expecting a whole lot. They don't have a bunch of veteran guys on this football team. I'm talking about 10-year type vets. They're yes. a young team. So they've got time. There shouldn't be any sense of urgency to rush Zach Wilson along. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would be making a, a, a catastrophic mistake if they looked at it and said, "We got we got to rush him. He needs to go right now, right now, right now. They're still early, and not only in their coaching tenure as the Jets, but also in his career Absolutely. as a New York Jets. So just slow things down. Let it develop. By the time they get to year four, then that's when I need him to be hitting on all cylinders.
0: The Jets want him hitting on all cylinders by year three, and that's why I think they've ratcheted up by bringing this kind of talent, because they know in a division, you got Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. you got Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, and we don't know what's going to happen to about Loa, but... They bring in Tyreek Hill. The offensive line is going to get a little bit better. And even if that doesn't work out, they're going to go get a quarterback. They want to make sure, and this is just me spitballing, key that their quarterback and their team does not get further and further behind the teams that I mentioned in that division, especially when two of those teams made the playoffs in Buffalo and New England last year. And all three, all four teams have young quarterbacks. In this division, the Jets want to make sure that their guy has enough with him in front of him to make sure that, that that gap does not get wider and wider and wider between the New York Jets and everybody else in this division.
1: And I think when you talk about the Buffalo Bills, I think the Bills are fine. They're going to be okay, you know, they, whether they win a the division or hover around or make a deep run in the play, I think they'll be fine in the division. They'll be a playoff team. The New England Patriots will probably be a playoff team. The Miami Dolphins are going to be interesting because of Mm -hmm. Tua. Because I don't know what Mike McDaniel is looking to really do. He was a run game coordinator with the 49ers. He's never been a head coach. He never called plays uh, as a full-time offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that is. I know the defense was good back in the, you know, what, two, three years ago. The defense was, was emerging. They were really good under Brian Flores, but what are they now? I don't, I don't know what they are. So the Jets have an opportunity to become the third team in the division. Okay. I, don't see them, I don't see them unseating uh, Buffalo or New England for that matter. Right.
0: I don't see it either, but I'm, you use the word interesting with Miami, and it's a great word based on their quarterback because Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson Jr., Mike Kosicki at tight end, they have some guys, not dudes, dudes, Tyreek Hill's a dude, but they got some guys. But when you have all that speculation around your quarterback, that's not – I don't want to say Tua – it seems like they're making Tua an older quarterback key by the fact that it's not, they, they've never seemed to wrap their arms around him or want to wrap their arms around him ever since his rookie year. He goes 6-3, and three, starts midseason, faltered a little bit down the stretch, but you thought there was promise there. And then it seen everybody who is somebody – fell out of love with Tua Tungavailoa. At least I know the New York Jets love their quarterback enough to say, we believe in Zach Wilson. You don't hear a lot of that belief, Key, when it comes to Miami Dolphins about Tua Tungavailoa. They bring a Tyree kill, and it's like, yeah, if it doesn't work out, we'll go with somebody else. I can't imagine if you're two you you thinking, wait, I'm doing everything I can, but it still seems that you guys don't believe in me like you should with the kind of team that we believe we have around us in Miami.
1: Well, I think this is a new coaching staff, so it's a new regime. He gets the chance to audition in this offense, this system, this playbook to show them that he can take care of business with Tyreek Hill and company and get whatever it is, the disdain for him at the quarterback spot off of his back. I still think that he is a, you know, just a guy who Mm -hmm. wears a jersey in Miami. I don't think anything special of him. I never thought that way because when I look at what happened in Alabama, he made a throw. They won a national championship. They were sputtering along on offense. And then I think that kind of catapulted him to another level in the eyes of a lot of people. It kind of convinced people or swayed people to think a certain way about him mm-hmm. based on that college game. That particular college game has carried Tua to where he is today. That's fair. And I think that that, you know, that's kind of. The wrong way to look at it, if you're evaluating him, Absolutely. I think a lot of people got caught up in that.
0: Yeah, because when you do that Alabama, and especially and especially the way he played the next year before he had the hip injury, and then Jalen Hurts got the job back and he was able to help Alabama get him to another championship game, that one throw kind of flipped everything for Tua Tungavailoa because many people regarded him higher than a Justin Herbert. And I wonder how much that Miami looks back at that and they say, man, we passed on to Justin Herbert for Tua Tagovailoa, and that guy's closer to being an elite quarterback than our guy who we still have questions about when it comes to the Miami yeah, Dolphins. I don't know folks. how they
1: made that mistake. <sighs> I don't – I just – but, you know. <laughs> it ha-
0: you mentioned evaluation. Sometimes somebody see one thing about somebody else, and they see it about their guy and say, we believe in that guy more than that person.
1: You know about I, that when I it just, comes to evaluations. I, I, I just I, – I can't look at Tua and look at Justin Herbert in college – Mm-hmm. And say that I get it. I I, I just can't. It doesn't. I, I don't even. I don't even have answers for it. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find words, man. I'm just trying to find words, and it's not because one's pro career started off one way and is really on track to do something special with Justin Herbert, and two is still kind of treading water. It had nothing. It has something to do with I've watched him play. You did. enough to we know did. Mm-hmm. that ain't the guy.
0: They looked at Justin Herbert and said, "We wonder." And Tua there's going to be the man, and nobody is saying that three years later involving both of those quarterbacks. Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80. We're not finished with Zach Wilson and the Jets, and it's all because of this. Now, time for another Camp Confidential on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the New York Jets. Hey. Got to, got to have Rich Semini, who does a great job coming to New York Jets as ESP ESPN New York Jets reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Rich Semini Joining us here at Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Rich, we had a long conversation about Zach Wilson in year two and what the Jets have done to fortify his development and accelerate that development. How has he looked in camp so far in terms of him making that kind of jump the Jets think he can make in year two? Yeah. Oh,
2: good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. I That's was okay. listening to the cut you played from Robert Sala, and, you know, what we're getting from the team right now is a lot of, you know, they're saying he's improved in nuanced ways, you know, ways that maybe the average person can't see. So it's a lot of coach speak we're hearing right now. I think my own eyes are telling me that he has definitely improved over last year. He's making quicker decisions. The ball is coming out quicker. Uh, he got into problems last year when he held the ball, so that's a good thing. Uh, he had a couple of uneven days early in camp. But he's really picked it up uh, since last Wednesday. He's uh, put together a few good practices in a row. But this this is just, you know, practice. If you really can't tell a whole lot, I think we're going to learn a lot from these uh, joint practices coming up against the Falcons and Giants. Uh, that's when we'll start to see some stuff about Zach Wilson. For me, the jury's still out. I agree with Keyshawn in that sense. The talent is there, but we haven't seen him put it all together yet.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, Freddie, see, I like to hear from people outside of the coaches Mm -hmm. because coaches will tell you what they want to tell you. Coach speak. What are (laughs) they going to say? Oh, the guy's a bum? No, they're not going to say that. (laughs) So hearing Rich say he struggled early on, he's gotten better over time, but we need to see when it really takes shape and he's really – sitting back there in the cockpit and you got people coming at you at 100 miles an hour or Are you still getting rid of the ball fast or are you holding on to it or are you ducking and chucking like I need to see that sort of stuff and I can't gauge somebody based on training camp not at all uh Rich Zamini, ESPN Jets reporter joins us this morning on Keyshawn Jay Will and Max speaking of one of their high draft picks and sauce Gardner how's he looked in camp so far well, he's, he's, he reminds me
2: of a young Keyshawn. Keyshawn because he's got a lot of confidence. He's very chatty on the field. Some of the players and coaches have said, you know, they've never heard a rookie talk this much during practice, you know, talking smack to his teammates. I like it. I mean, it shows a level of confidence. He's holding his own right now. He's not a starter per se. He's alternating with Bryce Hall, who's the incumbent. They rotate days every other day with the first team. I think it's inevitable, of course, that Sauce is going to be the week one starter. Yeah, that'll last for about a week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't made any spectacular plays in practice, but he also hasn't really gotten beat yet. So I think
1: it's a pretty good start for Sauce Gardner. Key, how
0: how do you feel about that comparison, what he just said about the young receiver reminds him of a young key when it comes to the Jets?
1: Well, I think I I, kind of know what what, um, Rich is saying. He came with a lot of swagger, and he's confident in his ability. And, you know, you you let people know when they can't do anything with you, you let them know. And and he probably feels that way. So that means that he'll be a good player for the Jets. I could have been a great player for the Jets, but because of – Certain things that took place, I was moved on and went <laughs> elsewhere to <laughs> take my talents.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know that story.
0: <laughs> Rich Sabini, ESPN Jets reporter, joining us on Keyshawn J. Will Max and ESPN Radio. We talk about the pressure when it comes to Zach Wilson in year two. How about pressure on year two when it comes to Robert Salad, Robert the Jets head coach?
2: Well, he got a pass last year. I mean, it, w- it was the honeymoon of all honeymoons because he they they basically. I mean, I don't want to say they gave up the year, but it was basically a year devoted to player development. You know, they played so many young players last year. I lost count how many rookies they played, first year guys, second year guys, and it was all to it was almost like a year long audition. And so they're hoping to reap the benefits of that this year. So he got a pass. It was rough last year, especially defensively. I mean, they finished last in the league, and, and a lot of key categories and you know this is a defensive minded head coach so I do think there'll be considerable improvement there I think people will be looking at Salah with a you know a a harsher lens this year because they do expect improvement I think they should be a a team that should be in the seven to eight you know nine wins if Zach really improves category so another four win total is gonna not really
1: reflect very well on Robert Salah so there is a little bit of pressure this year on him. So what if they're five, six-win teams? What what does that need to look like? Five, six wins. What does it need to look like for you not to write a column? <laughs> I probably will, but, uh,
2: you know, I,
1: here's what's going to happen with the Jets, I think, this
2: year. You mentioned it earlier. They have a lot of young players on offense, especially at the skill positions, including the quarterback. So I think they're going to go through some growing pains early against a very difficult schedule. Yeah. But I think at midseason, their schedule gets a little softer. I think you're going to start to see that offense come together, and this team's going to play a lot better during down the stretch. Now, are they going to be playing for a playoff spot? I don't think so, but they're going to be playing better. If they finish with six wins and the quarterback is pointing upward toward the end of the year, I think Jet fans would accept that. Uh, the organization, I think, would be okay with that, as long as the quarterback has his arrow pointed up.
0: Rich Cimini, ESPN Jets reporter, and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. You had a chance to check out the Jets' green and white scrimmage on Saturday. What were the takeaways you took from that?
2: Uh, Zach, Zach looked good. You know, I, he made a couple of really good throws. I mean, like, you know, one, two, three-step drop, boom, the ball is out. And no hesitation, so that's the stuff you like to see. You mentioned Brees Hall earlier, uh, Freddie. I, I like him a lot. He had a couple of nice runs, a ten-yarder and a sixteen-yarder. He's going to bring some speed to their backfield. Uh, I think the Jets are just ecstatic to get him in the second round. I think he's going to be a big-time player for them this year. I think, you know, attention, fantasy owners. I, I think at some point he's probably going to take over the lead role for Michael Carter in the backfield. And so Brees Hall looked really good on Saturday night.
1: Rich, let me let me ask you this, and you got to be honest with me, man. Don't don't. Don't play games with me. Don't try to, you know, BS me or anything like that. All right? Yeah, I know you won't. I wouldn't. Do. Okay. I'm going to do that to you, Keisha. So, if, so if this this so Mike White, the backup quarterback. Is he is he good? Is he a, is he a good quarterback? I think
2: he's a good backup. I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to be a starter for the Jets. I mean, he's on a one-year contract this year. What he did against Cincinnati last year, I think, was incredible. He's threw for 400 yards. He won that game. It was an incredible, one of the most incredible games I've covered, just to you know, knowing what Cincinnati did afterward, and a guy that no one ever heard of comes in and, and beats them in that fashion, I think it was the confluence of a lot of factors that day that just really worked in his favor. I think he's a competent backup. I think he'll be their third stringer this year. Um, he's a he's a he's a game manager, a checkdown guy. Does not have the strongest arm. Really doesn't move too well. But I think he can play in this league. I think he's going to have a future in this league as probably a number two quarterback.
0: Yeah, hey, Chase Downs made a lot of money being a number two quarterback. That's not a bad gig to have, <laughs> you know, Mike. Why did you could do that? Oh,
1: it's a, it's, yeah, no, it's I, a just, good gig. I just <laughs> I just the reason I asked the reason I asked the question though, Rich, is because you know I know some people, and when you talk to some people that you know, and they're telling you. You know, this dude, man, I like his ball better, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, if he's good like that, I wonder what will happen if Zach Wilson starts to, you know, not live up to the expectations, what happens? Like, do they start to play that game? Because you know how it is. You draft a guy, you got to play a guy. You're not really giving another guy a real fair chance because he wasn't the number two pick in the draft. You're so you're saying would they replace Zach if he hits a slump? Yeah. So
2: I I think yeah I mean I think they have to have that accountability this year. I mean last year was a free pass for Zach. The only reason he went to the bench was because because he got hurt. Even though he was playing you know dismally last year, they kept going with him because they knew it was a rebuilding year. But this year, if he goes into a slump, you know I think you have to take a harder look at it because you got to win some games this year. You know this game this year is not about. Player development, you know that was last year. This year, you got to win some games. You know, you got to compete. And so, if he goes into a three or four game tailspin, I think it would be Flacco. Honestly, I think the coaching staff is is really, really tickled with Joe Flacco. Uh, you know, Robert Sala has spoken, you know, effusively of what Joe Flacco can do, saying he's still a starter in this league. And I thought we saw a lot last year, Keyshawn. You know, Mike White had an amazing game against Cincinnati, but then he laid an egg the following week against uh against buffalo and then they went to joe flacco uh so i think right there it told you that they saw mike white as maybe just a you know catching lightning in a bottle type thing so if it were a zach wilson slump and by the way it would have to be a bad slump for this coaching staff to pull the plug because they are attached to him then it would be joe flacco
0: Wow, oh, gosh. That, that is something that Keyshawn and maybe a lot of Jets fans did not want to hear. But Rich Semini gave you the truth as an ESPN Jets reporter. Hit him on Twitter. Keyshawn
1: Mustard. <laughs> and Rich Cimini joining us here. I, I, I
2: can hear
0: the groan. Oh. I hear the groan in Keyshawn's voice. Rich, you should have seen the look on his face. Like somebody told him that Christmas is never going to happen again the minute you mentioned Joe Flacco could be in the Jets uniform playing at a certain point at Zach Wilson's well- struggles in year two.
2: And like I said, though, it would have to be a really bad slump because this org—they have so much invested in Zach Wilson, and yeah. we know how how that goes in the NFL. He's their guy, and if you pull him out, that's that's almost a self indictment. So no it doubt. would have to get pretty, pretty bad for them to pull Zach Wilson
0: out. No doubt. Always oh, appreciate you, Rich. Safe travels, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, guys. Have a good morning. Thanks.
0: Uh Great stuff. Rich Samini, ESPN Jets reporter, just making Keyshawn's breakfast not good on any better here. Keyshawn J. Max presented by Progressive Insurance. We have biggest questions in the AFC, each division, about 30 minutes ago. In 10 minutes, we'll do that when it comes to the NFC. That's after this from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn Ks into cash and big hits into big wins. You can do that with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using the promo code PLAY, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive He's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie
0: Coleman. Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, X and Channel 80, and tune in, presented by Progressive Insurance. About 45 minutes ago, we did the biggest questions in each division of the AFC. We didn't even agree on those questions, but we had a lot to say about that. So now we move to the NFC, the, the Conference of Champions, with the Los Angeles Rams winning it last year. So we'll go through each and every division. Our man Allen Yates will give us some NFL music, and we'll give you the biggest division questions when it starts with the NFC. FC East, Keyshawn. Biggest question at division is what according to you.
1: I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. What are the Dallas Cowboys? When you talk about a team that every single year comes into it as one of the top teams in the division, the conference, as well as in the National Football League on all the preseason hype, but yet and still, they've yet to cash in on that. They went out and paid big money to Dak Prescott. They moved on from Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott obviously got paid years ago. People are still questioning that contract. The offensive line is older. The defense got better, but what are we going to see out of this team with somebody like Sean Payton hovering around in Texas? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because that's not going away, especially the Cowboys don't do what Jerry Jones needs to do. That's when they championship the first time since 1996. I'll go to the other team in that division that a lot of people like, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. To me, the question is, will Jalen Hurts be quarterback enough for the Eagles to win that division? They keep saying he's improving, that he's going to be improved, and they made the playoffs last year when he was the quarterback. Now they believe in him. They got guys around him. I still wonder, Key, as talented as he can be, Will he be quarterback enough for this team to actually win the NFC East and do something if they get into the playoffs once again?
1: I think, I think so. I think he's getting he's gotten better over time. You saw him his rookie year. You saw him last year lead the team against a tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. It wasn't a whole lot he could do against the Bucks in the playoffs, but at least he made the playoffs. Some quarterbacks have never made the playoffs. And now you got him in his third year, not looking over his shoulder at all. I know a lot of reports are out there that they could be looking at a quarterback down the line in the future because it's a strong class. Yeah. But if I'm Jalen Hurts, I don't worry about that. I just go out there and do what I'm supposed to do.
0: Yeah, Jalen Hurts is the kind of guy that he fears to know and he leaves the unknown alone, which is not- Not a bad idea, especially at that quarterback position in that city of Philadelphia. The NFC North Key, what is the biggest question in that division?
1: I would say it's the Chicago – well, I would say it's the Chicago Bears, Okay. right? What what are they? What are they going to look like? Are they going to look like a professional football team? I know they're going to make noise in the National Football League, but they certainly moved on – From Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to now Eber is running the show at the head coach position, never been a head coach before, but they got a young, talented quarterback in Justin Fields. What is the team going to look like? Are they going to look like a professional football team Mm -hmm. or a ragtag operation?
0: Because that ragtag thing, they're getting sick of that in Chicago, especially they want a new stadium and moving away from Soldier Field in the city of Chicago does not want them to do that. They got to get that team right in the field before anything else can happen even off of the field. To me, the biggest question at the Vision Key, will anybody challenge Green Bay? You mentioned Chicago Bears. What are they going to look like? I know the Detroit Lions are going to play hard for Dan Campbell. Is that going to translate into more wins? The Minnesota Vikings, they have a new head coach. They got Dalvin Cook. They got Kirk Cousins. They got Justin Jefferson. That's a big, bad boy wide receiver. But what are they going to look like? Is there going to be any team in that division that can make Green Bay sweat? Even without Devontae Adams, that is still a talented team that, in that division key, should be an 11-12 win team because I don't believe anybody in that division can make the Green Bay Packers sweat.
1: Well, they got the best quarterback in the division. And whenever you have the best quarterback in the division, you usually are the top dogs. If you just look around the rest of the divisions and look at the top teams, they got the best quarterbacks. Kansas City Chiefs got the best quarterback Mm -hmm. in the division. Okay? The Buffalo Bills got the best quarterback in the division. You know, Tom Brady, best quarterback in the division. So when you look around, that's what happens.
0: Division questions when it comes to the NFC with Keyshawn and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and 6 exit and Channel 80. We did the East. We did the North. Now the NFC South, a division that has a family affair when it comes to Keyshawn Johnson. What is the biggest question in that division, Key?
1: Is will Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas be back to what they were before they both got injured? Jameis was running wild. He was 5-2 yeah. and two and playing well. Michael Thomas, obviously, offensive MVP two years ago. Now he's back in full contact drills. I'm certainly excited to see them play. But I think they will most likely come out of that division because of the team. Mm-hmm. When you look at the team around Jameis Winston, I know Sean Payton isn't there and Allen takes over, Dennis Allen takes over as the head coach, but they got a lot of weapons, man. They got a lot of foul power, and that defense is still good. Takes nothing away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think I give a slight edge uh, to the New Orleans Saints, even though Tampa, Tampa Bay got a new head coach, too.
0: Right, but he's been a head coach before in terms of having success when it comes to Todd Bowles. They did have one winning season with the Jets before they moved on from him to Adam Gase, which turned to be a fatal mistake for the New York Jets. And Dallas, Dennis Allen didn't exactly light the lamp when he's coached coaching the Denver Broncos Al kind of trampoline off that question key when it comes to the Saints and are they team enough to take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you're right even though Alma Kamara is not going to be there the first six games of the season, you can survive that when you got Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. You draft Chris Olave, the outstanding wide receiver out of Ohio State. We know that defense is going to be terrific. We're led by Cameron Jordan. You got Marcus Davenport, I know, dealing with a little bit of injury. Demario Davis, at linebacker, one of the best underrated linebackers in the league that nobody talks about. And I trust that Des Allen, of course, he's not Sean Payton, but he's not going to exactly retard their progress. Are they team enough with Jameis Winston? Because if he looks anything near key, Well, we saw the beginning of that season on paper, talent-wise, they should be a better team than Tampa Bay, but are they team enough to take down Tom Brady and that team in that division?
1: Well, they own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a regular season, and I think they they know that, they understand that, they know how to play them. So I think that they will be ready to do that and take care of business. Tampa Bay is going to be fighting some of their own issues that they have as well, and I think when you look at – Kamara being out of the lineup, they still have Ingram as a viable replacement.
0: Right. That's true. NFC West, the home of the champions, the Los Angeles Rams, three teams from this division last year, Key, made the playoffs. What is the biggest question in that division?
1: The biggest question is going to be San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance. They're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. We already know what the new we already know what the Seattle Seahawks are. You just put them in the back closet somewhere. We <laughs> kind of know what Arizona is. We know what the Rams are. We don't know what Trey Lance is at the quarterback spot for the 49ers. Yeah, they got Debo Samuel signed up for the next 3 years. That contract situation is behind them. Okay, they got Bosa. They got some great players on the defensive side of the ball, but at the quarterback spot can Trey Lance give them the juice that they're looking for? They won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback spot. They went to the Super Bowl. They made an NFC championship run. But will Trey Lance be able to give them what they're looking for? They gave him a lot to get him. They made the decision finally to start him. We'll see if it pays off. What he said.
0: <laughs> That's the biggest division question in the NFC West. There's no need to have overkill with that here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. And Keyshawn mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. Right now, still on the San Francisco 49ers roster under contract. He's going to tell you why if the Browns think he's the answer, they would be looking for some place that they should not look for. That's how the key has this from Straight Talk.
1: Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. And you should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest and most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage speed may vary.
0: Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and series XM Channel 80 with Keyshawn Johnson. Freddie coming in for Jay, Will and Max. We talk about Keyshawn's vacation, how I had a blast. He had the 50th birthday party and he says he's been to a lot of places. So it has not been like a vacation spot that he has not been to yet that he has not wanted to go to. But was there ever a worse vacation that you had a worst vacation spot you ever been to?
1: Um, No, because I'll get up and leave. So if if I've oh, gone God. somewhere uh-huh. No, I've gone somewhere man and and I had to leave. I'm like, you know what I mean, I gotta get out of here. This ain't for me.
3: And went somewhere else because
1: right. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not built like that. I'm there to relax <laughs> and enjoy myself. So it's like <laughs> I I'll go somewhere, and if it ain't right, I'm leaving. I'm so out of there.
0: <laughs> you're not the kind, you're not the one that says, "Hey, all right, I'm just gonna ride this out." Because you know how some people go a place, and let's say hurricane season happens. Well, I'm gonna stay past the hurricane. I'm thinking I'm not staying there. Hurricanes, I'm out there as soon as I possibly can. Packhouse feels like shaking. His head, like, He's not doing the same thing either.
4: I just can't imagine like if I pay to go for a vacation, all I right. can't imagine ever being like, "Nope, this stinks." I'm just leaving because <laughs> I paid for it. Like <laughs> at that point it's all bought and paid for that's again
1: no i went i went on a vacation this Uh is i don't know five years ago i think it was right and i went on this vacation and so when i got to the hotel i was like okay it's cool so i tried to tough it out Uh because the people that i was with i couldn't do it man i I told my wife i said you know what we're getting the hell out of here we're No, nigga, I, I don't give a damn. If they don't, that's on them. Let them. Right. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. We're leaving tomorrow. And if they want to stay, let them stay. But I'm not staying here. Now, the worst part about that is
0: because you can't go somewhere else. Because uh, uh, you can't just, would you switch, then try to find another ca- vacation spot to make up for it.
1: No, I switched. Oh, you did? Where'd you go? Oh, I was on the other side of the island. Oh, you, okay, good. So you made Man, the best I switched. out of it. Man, I switched. <laughs> I stayed that place, twenty four hours. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not staying here. <laughs> <laughs> now I've see, done that. A, I've done that a couple times, though. Yeah, I've yeah. done that a couple times yeah. in my life because
0: usually you can do the us you go to like somebody's house for the weekend and like. By day one, thinking, we can't
1: stay here. You'll go somewhere else to I hotel. don't care, yeah. Freddie, if I come to your house and it ain't right, I'm leaving.
0: Yeah, but that's different coming to somebody's <laughs> house. But on vacation, when you're locked in like four or five days.
1: <laughs> I'm to- leaving. <laughs> hey, man, we're We going we, we gonna to go stay at a hotel. Man, I'm yeah. not comfortable. <laughs>
0: That's like, wait a minute, you paid for it, stay in the keys. Like, look, I paid for it, I ain't staying there. I'll take the loss on that one. I'm not staying someplace where I'm not having a good time. No, I'm not. (laughs) Now, Alan Yates would have stayed, but that's a whole different conversation. Nah, I'm
1: out. I'm out too.
0: He's ain't Keyshawn Johnson, world, and Freddie Coleman. What's that?
1: I said, ain't nowhere in the world, man. If we I'm just, somewhere yeah. and I don't like it, I'm leaving. <laughs> we were just
0: discussing at the ESPN radio, the ESPN, f Six extra channel 80. Key talking about vacation spot. If it's not going well, he's out of there. And Alan Yates was like, hell, hell yeah, I'm out of here too. Pat Costello would stick around. To me, I think it would depend on who I'm with.
1: No, it, it doesn't this, matter. It doesn't matter? Not, not to me. Y'all can stay here if y'all choose to. I'll go find somewhere else to stay. And we can meet up. <laughs> I just that's just me. Restaurants. I I'll nah, go to a nah, restaurant nah. if the meal is bad. I'ma leave. I'll, yeah. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave. I'll yeah. get up and leave. Yeah. I'll leave soon. If the sl- if the service is slow, Absolutely. I I've just did that. this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was getting something to eat. Right. We were at a restaurant. And um the service was slow.
0: hmm I've done it that. It was
1: slow. I said, man, you know what? Never mind. Don't even. Oh, the right. artist's coming, sir. They'll be here in a Never mind. Come yeah. on, y'all, let's go. I've done. Got that. up and left. Yeah. Left. Got up and left, and I think I left two hundred dollars on the table and kept it moving.
0: Okay. See, so you're better than me. I don't. I won't call the manager. I'll just get up and leave, and and that's it.
1: No, I, I left the two hundred dollars because we had cocktails and stuff. Right. But I got up and left. Right. Yeah. And didn't give a damn. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm you can with write you. Write
1: about me. Talk about me. Negative. Whatever you want to. I don't care. I'm sitting down for forty five minutes, and you still ain't brought me bread, man. Please.
0: Forty five minutes and no bread.
1: It was one of them type deals where we was there for a minute. Right, but either way, but what still, we needed.
0: That, should be, that should be, the minute they take your order, or even before they take your order, bring the bread first after they ask, you know, maybe I have any drinks or anything like that, the bread's got to come right after that.
1: Along, the- I don't play with my hotels, and I do not play with my food. Oh, we know about the hotels. We've we heard no, about I don't it. play with my hotels, man. Can't have it. Yeah, Again, though, I got to be comfortable.
4: If I pick a bad hotel, I'm like, oh, screw that one up, but I'm not leaving and paying more money to go somewhere else i already paid well, for this one
1: got, well well just gotta to I, mean, I out nah.
4: hey pick tax another occupation man
1: ain't my fault
0: Keith <laughs> <laughs> said that's a you problem pat that's not a key yeah problem. I,
1: i'm not doing it pat <laughs> <laughs> can't do it man
0: can't yeah certain places or yeah certain situations i just
1: can't do it yeah I, I'm, I'm not nah, you can call I'm me spoil you, you can call me a brat you can call me whatever you want to Nah, there's I'm, certain things that are not acceptable in my life. Yeah, And those are two of them. Yeah. Bad, bad service, service in restaurant. Mm-hmm. And bad hotels.
0: Yeah, if it's a bad hotel, you're not getting a five-star, one-star rating when it comes to that. But Keyshawn's like, look, if you're making a mistake when it comes to that, then you have a chance to get out of it. He has advice for the Cleveland Browns when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. You hear that advice after you hear Phil Yates in the ESPN NFL Insider when he's on Sunday morning ESPN Radio when he said that if the Browns are thinking about Jimmy G – It may not happen because...
2: I'm not sure that it's a move that I would be making right now. Their bill, as we know, as it pertains to quarterbacks, is already significant. Deshaun Watson has just a $1.035 million base salary this year. But in terms of cash, the Browns did pay him a $45 million signing bonus. So if you're the Browns ownership group, you are taking on the possibility of potentially committing... Somewhere in the range of eighty million dollars this year, when you factor in Jimmy Garoppolo's salary plus the signing bonus paid to Deshaun Watson plus the money paid to Jacoby Brissett. By the way, you ate up some of the money from the Baker Mayfield contract as well. Eighty million dollars in cash, which you know on our end it seems like a reasonable enough move to try to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But you got to justify that to your ownership group, and I'm not so sure that that's one that I could be able to persuade them to make.
1: Yeah, Yates is right when it comes to the money in the room, the quarterback room. I always talk about that when when people want to add players and stuff. I'm like, you can't just add players. You got to remember it's a number for the room. Mm-hmm. It's not a number for a player. When you're talking about 80 million dollars tied up in one position, that's a lot of money to get 7 wins. And I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a significant, if not at all, an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. We've never seen Jacoby Brissett with this type of talent around him that the Cleveland Browns have. The Indianapolis coach didn't have this talent when he was the starting quarterback there. So this is the first time that we'll get a chance to see him with a wealth of talent on both sides of the Mm balls, pretty much in every single position. So, you know, he could mess around and have this team looking real good in, in, a, in a short period of time if, in fact, Deshaun Watson is not held off for the entire season in just the six games that he was handed down uh, last week in his suspension.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo fits what the Cleveland Browns do because they're very similar to the San Francisco 49ers, but it's kind of hard to make that fit on August 8th whenever, or whenever you're going to bring him in and say that, okay, we're going to train to be the starting quarterback no matter how long the suspension could be with Deshaun Watson. That's asking a lot of your football team. Not just Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's asking a lot of your football team to adapt to him, key, and not the other way around. If you brought in Jimmy Garoppolo in March or April, then yeah, you, then something like this happens, you were prepared for it. But to bring him in now, that is not a good idea for the Cleveland Browns this late in the training camp in my But opinion. is he
1: better than is he better than Jacoby Brissett?
0: Well, people believe that he is based on the fact that because he's but been to, because he's been to two NFC Championship games and he was a bad throw away from winning a Super Bowl.
1: They yeah, go by they, that. But- but okay, so if you drop Jacoby Brissett on that 49ers team that was lights out in the running game in a, in a hell of a defense, are they in the Super Bowl? Like, my whole point is, we don't know what Jacoby Brissett is. This is the first time he's been around a really good team. We'll get a chance we to We can't it. all of a sudden just dismiss him because Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I'm, I hear you, because I'm not saying that you're
0: wrong. I'm in lockstep with you. But when you have somebody look at Jimmy Garoppolo, they have more tangible numbers they can use to say, this guy would be better for the Cleveland Browns than Jacoby Brissett. That might have held me if you brought him in, knowing if let's say knowing that Deshaun Watts is going to be suspended and you had him before training camp. That might hold water with me. But I don't care what kind of pedigree he has right now. It's August 8th. You're asking him midway. Essentially, when he gets up to speed, the season's going to happen. If you're going to ride with Jacoby Brissett, then just ride with Jacoby Brissett. Why even have that out there? Because the Browns are not paying attention to that speculation. I give them all credit in the world. They're saying, look, we got Jacoby Brissett. Whatever suspense is going to be, that's going to be our guy." to Deshaun Watson gets here. For anybody to entertain that on August 8th, to me, makes absolutely a lack of football sense. And we've seen another lack of football sense from the Cleveland Browns in their lifetime. The last, us a lifetime.
1: Uh, absolutely. So, uh, look, even if they went out and got him... If he was available in the spring when they signed Deshaun Watson, if he was available, you know, you still, I still would have been like, okay. You just don't, believe he's, like, better, okay. you don't believe
0: he's better than percent That's just how you feel, right? For the Browns. I,
1: I, I think that they're the same. I think they're the same. Okay. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? We're not talking no. about Patrick Mahomes. Right. We're talking about a guy underneath the center. That's all we're talking about. Taking snaps. That's so what I think he
0: is. Okay. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, we mentioned, still under contract because if the 49ers keep him on the roster all the way until August 30th, when roster cut from 80 to 53, they have to pay him $24.1 million in base salary that's fully guaranteed. The 49ers. He's still under contract with them. And no one, they've not been, the key, they've not been able to move him because someone's thinking, we're not taking on that kind of contract. We well, can't. he
1: also is coming back off injury as well. Between the contract and injury, People know that they're going to release him, you know, in August, it, it, you know, toward the end of August before the season starts because they're not going to want him on the opening day roster. People know that. They're going to move on from him. So you just sit and wait. If you're Seattle, you sit and wait for him to release him.
0: Okay. If you're the 49ers, I mean, that that's the conundrum that they're in. They thought they are going to get something for Jimmy Garoppolo, and they got nothing, and it's now August 8th, and they may not get anything, and they may be stuck with him whether they like it or not. Key's going to let you know the one big issue that he has with Major League Baseball, and here's the deal with that. It has nothing to do with MLB itself. That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: who get it done.